Welcome to the Victory Orlando podcast. We exist to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus and to connect them with their purpose. To learn more about us, visit us at victoryorlando.com. Thanks for listening. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired by today's message. Well, we're in the final week of our series called I Want a Great Marriage. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I hope it's been strengthening your life. Those who are married, I hope you've been grabbing a hold of these principles putting them into practice, and I hope you've been begin to see some traction, some change taking place in your marriage. Those who are single, man, I hope you've been grabbing a hold of these principles as well and, and putting them to work in your lives, becoming the person you're praying for, becoming the person you hope to marry one day. We've been talking about what it means to have a great marriage because I believe, by and large, most people want the happy life, they want the great marriage, but the reality is that Happily ever after isn't just a destination we end up after the wedding is over. Happily ever after is the result of daily decisions and sacrifices to build a God-honoring marriage. So just by a simple show of hands, how many of you are here today? You have a dream destination for your marriage, for your family, or even for your life. It's fun to think about that, isn't it? The, the dreams that are in our heart, all the things we can do, all the things we can get accomplishment. I encourage you, dream about it. Imagine all of the things that you're going to do in your life and how God is going to use you to make such a huge difference in this world. But what's even more fun than dreaming about it and imagining it is when we actually get there and we can actually do it. Did you know that God has a dream for your life? He has plans for your life. He, it's why he specifically handcrafted you. He has plans and purposes for your life, but too often we think the dreams and the passions that we have come from us, but really God put those things inside of us and he created us just the way that he wants so that when we go to these places and we're led by his spirit that we are successful and effective in why he created us. Sometimes we just convince ourselves that we could just maybe never even really get there. And we live with this mentality that, ah, that's just too far. I couldn't be me. And I can only go this far and I couldn't go any further. But I want to tell you that God wants you to get a hold of a new mentality today. One that is molded and shaped by his word and empowered by his spirit so that you can do it. You are the one that God has chosen. There's no limits in what God can do through your life. And so sometimes we just got to change how God views us, how God views our spouse, how God views our family, and what he can in turn do through us when we allow his power to work inside of us to change us from the inside out. So whether you're married or single, can I just tell you, it's a journey. Like the journey is important because it's not just I'm going to skip to the end in one moment. No, it's a journey of taking one step in this journey of faith that gets us to the destination one step after another. It's not the intention or even the desire. It's not having the dream that actually gets us to the destination. We have to take some steps to get on the journey to the destination. You know, if you were going to take a trip somewhere, a family vacation, you've got to make plans. You've got to save some money. You've got to actually get in the car, get on the plane. Like, you don't just snap your fingers and you're there at your destination. This isn't Star Trek. They're not, no one's here to teleport you somewhere at the press of a button. To go on to your dream destination, a, a, a vacation, or to achieve your dreams, it takes time. It takes waiting in line sometimes. It takes gaining some skills. It takes, you know, going the distance, going through customs if you want to travel, driving down the highway. See, there's a process to arrive at our dream destination. And it's no different in our life of faith with God. 
oftentimes we'll have a picture in our minds, a desire to be close to God, to walk in the power of His Spirit and His authority, to see miracles taking place, to see revival in our families, to see our marriages grow stronger and more intimate. But just wanting to see those things won't make them happen. I would even say it this way. If you want something that other people don't have and only dream of, then you have to be willing to do some things that other people won't do. That's why we've been taking the time to invest in strengthening the marriages we have now and invest in those who will be married one day. See, a great marriage starts by being Christ-centered, which helps us to be mission-driven. And when we're mission-driven, it empowers us to keep the covenant. Today, I want to look at the fourth part, that when we're able to be Christ-centered and mission-driven and keep the covenant, then we can make a huge difference. See, God puts each of us individually on the earth for this purpose. And then he brings people together into a marriage covenant to increase their effectiveness in making a difference for his glory. That's your God-given purpose, to make a difference for his glory. Yes, God wants you to enjoy your marriage. He wants you to enjoy your spouse. Yes, God wants you to raise some kids and live out your dreams and enjoy this life. But more than all of that, he wants your life and your marriage to bring glory to Him. See, there's so many areas in life that we can make a difference, whether you're married or single, right? Our marriage, like we can, uh, maybe you have a spouse who's not as close to God as you or struggling in their faith. Your example of faith, your example of love and service could be the thing that God uses to draw them closer to Him. Remember, it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. It's, it, it's maybe it's in the life of your kids. You can make a huge difference in the life of your kids. You can make a huge difference in your family, in your extended family. You can make a huge difference in your church, at your job, in your neighborhood, at your grocery store. You can make a huge difference wherever you go because you have the spirit and the life of God dwelling inside of you. Maybe you're thinking, Pastor, We've made too many mistakes in our marriages. My life is really messed up. We don't even have a great relationship. I'm not even sure I'm that close to God. How could I make a difference? Listen, God doesn't need our perfection, either past or present, to use our lives, right? God's ultimate plan for your life is that we would make a huge difference in this world. It's what he's called us and created us to do. So the question for us today in our relationships, or if you're single, as you're single, what is the destination for your life? Maybe it is to have a better marriage. Maybe it's less fighting or to build a business together. Maybe it's to do some traveling or maybe it's to serve in some ministry capacity, either individually or together. Maybe it's having more kids or, or maybe your destination is to get married and to have a great marriage or maybe it's to stay single. Whatever the destination is, whatever your relationship status, God's desire is that we would impact the lives of people in our realm of influence. So if that's your spouse, your kids, your co-workers, your family, God wants you to have a positive impact in their lives. One of the most important parts of any journey is knowing the end destination. Now, too many times in my life, Heather and I will get in the car and we'll ask each other the dreaded question, what do you want to eat? 
<laughs> Oftentimes we're like, I don't know, what do you want to eat? And we will sit there not knowing where we want to go until we get there. We could start driving around, but we'll spend so much more time driving around because we didn't want to, we didn't know the destination. And if you've been around after in-person services, like you know the common discussion that takes place even on Sundays with those on the team going to lunch. Maybe you're listening to this today and you don't have a dream or you, you don't know the destination. You can't even imagine it. Today is a great day to begin to ask your Heavenly Father to give you a new dream, to give you a, a new vision for your relationships and your life, a picture of how you can be a difference maker at your work, in your family, in your church, and in our community. So if we're going to set a destination and go a direction, a place we want to go, it's, it's somewhere different than we are now. We need to realize that we've got to move beyond where we are right now to get going in the direction God has for us. So often we have this idea of this new direction, but then we set off thinking we're moving towards the new with all the same old stuff, doing the same old things, and we're actually not moving towards the new. We're going off in the same direction we've been going. In order for us to go somewhere in our relationships that God is leading us, then we need to do the things he's leading us to do. Now, maybe that means some new habits in your life, some new thinking in your lives, uh, some new relationships in your lives. And that doesn't mean like we're not trying to find a new person to be with, you know, like, no, we're talking about a new attitude, a right spirit. And we're talking about maybe we need patience where we've been impatient. We need kindness and grace where we've been mean and nasty. We need selflessness where we've been self-seeking. We need some purity where there's been impurity. Now, don't get discouraged or overwhelmed like, I need all of that. Listen, God has help for you. He has everything we need. Revelations 21 verse 5 says, He who was seated on the throne, that's Jesus, said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Man, that is so good. With the power of God working in us, there is a fresh start. There's a fresh start in your marriage. There's a fresh start in your life. You can have a fresh start in your thinking and even the direction your life is going. So married couples, what is the direction? What is the destination for your marriage and your family? What is the vision you have? Single people, what is the destination for your life? What is the vision God has given you, maybe for the person you're gonna marry or for what he just wants you to accomplish in your life? I would suggest that wherever you are in those places, Begin to write down the definition. Make it plain. Let's get some detail about it. You're going to end up going some direction. But let's just be those people who end up in the place that we want to end up, where our dreams are, where we're bringing glory and honor to God, where we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's start by making some specific plans, some intentional decisions today that affect our tomorrows to begin to move towards what God has put in our heart and what he created us to do. So some questions to ask to help you define that. What are the values in your life? What are the values for your family, the core things that define who you are and who you wanna be? Single people, make a list of the things you're praying for and believing God for in your spouse and then work on becoming those things yourself. 
married people, get together as a couple. Begin to write down what you want your marriage to be, the things you want to accomplish. When you get to the end of your life and you look back, what is it that you want to accomplish? Where do you want to end up in your life? Be specific. You're going to end up somewhere. Let's end up together somewhere on purpose and we can look back and see what a huge difference we've made in this life. If we know the destination, we can start making plans now and decisions now to get there. So what are some of the destinations God wants to bring us into in our lives? What about healing? Healed physically, emotionally, mentally, healed relationally. See, God is in the restoration and the healing business. It's one of his specialties. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3. I love it in the message paraphrase. It says, God, your God, will restore everything you lost. Come on. He'll have compassion on you. He'll come back and pick up the pieces from all the places where you were scattered, no matter how far you ended up. Isn't that amazing? I love how good our God is because it's never too far. It's never too late with God because he's in the business of restoration. He's in the business of, of picking up the broken things. Maybe you feel like your marriage is broken or your mental health is just broken and scattered or your physical health. God is in the business of bringing lives and restoring and healing them. Another destination God has for our lives is redeemed brought out of the grip of sin and death and darkness and into the power of his love in the light of his kingdom. What about the destination God has for you of anointed, wise, peaceful, joyful, restored, resource? You have everything you need, plus you have an abundance for what God has put on your heart. Come on, that's in no way a complete list, but just a hint of a glimpse at the fullness that God desires for your life, for your marriage, and for your family. Come on, today I want to get you activated in your faith. I want to build you up and strengthen you towards what God has called you to do, towards why God brought you and your spouse together in a marriage covenant, right? It's to bring glory to Him and make a difference in the lives of people. So I want to give us three keys today to discovering our purpose, whether individually or together as a couple, so that you can make a huge difference in this world to bring glory to God. Now, if you're taking notes, I hope you'll write these down. Here's the first one. Ask God to reveal His will to you. Now, this might seem obvious, but so many people skip this part. They run right to all the books, all the podcasts, all the articles, all the talks out there on purpose, and there's so many ones out there. And it's great. We should grow in the area of purpose and understanding. We should learn as much as possible. But if we can just be really open and honest today, no one knows your purpose and your destiny better than God. People can say some things and get us going in the right direction, and, but if we truly want to discover our purpose and why we were made so that we can make the biggest difference possible, then the starting point is by asking your Heavenly Father in prayer to reveal His will and His plans to you. You know, I, I recently bought a drone. I, I love it so much. It's so much fun to play with. And when I got it, I thought I could just open the box and get it in the air and make some cool, super cool, awesome videos with it flying around. And I wouldn't need to read the directions, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> you know, it has so many steps, so many directions just to get it up flying in the air. How many of y'all know just knowing that the manufacturer knows best how the thing they created was meant to operate. I had to get the manual out and learn how to make this drone fly safely and, all, and learn to do all the cool stuff 
that it's capable of. Can I tell you, God created you. He made you and designed you to do amazing things. And he knows best how you work and how you operate. The good news is, is that he gave us a manual on how we operate. It's called the Bible. And he gives us access to communicate one-on-one -on -one with him, our creator. This is why it's so important that we spend regular time in prayer and reading the word so we can understand what it is that God has for us. If we want to understand God's purpose and his plan for our lives, then it starts by asking him, God, what is it you have for my life? What is it you're calling me to do? Here's the next key to living to make a difference. We need to discover our design. See how you were made, your personality, your passions, your giftings, your experiences, even your hurts and your pains will help to reveal your God-designed destiny. There's a recent study that shows 87% of people in the church don't know their purpose. They don't know what they're called or gifted or created to do. They think, why, why am I even here? Can you imagine what your body would look like if 87% of you didn't know what it was before. That would be chaos. Nothing would be working right. Everything would be falling apart. You'd just be like one blob right there. 13% of you is working right. And then we look at the church and we start to think, well, why aren't they doing this? Why doesn't that happen? Like, well, because 87% of the people in the church haven't discovered their God-designed purpose and why they're even alive or even here. But can I tell you, you have a purpose. God has specifically designed and created you to operate and function the way that you do so that you can be effective in making a difference in the lives of people around you. And I know maybe you're thinking right now, even in my marriage, Pastor, you don't know what they're like. Maybe I don't, but I can tell you your spouse was made perfectly and wonderfully, and God brought the two of you together to complement each other. You were specifically designed and created to work together. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Man, God had a plan for your life. He had a plan for your marriage. And then he made you. It wasn't the other way around. He didn't, he didn't make you and then go, hmm, I wonder what we can do with this one. <laughs> he didn't do it that way. And aren't you glad? He had the thing in mind that he wanted you to do. And he said, I need to make a Chris for that. Only a Chris can do that. And then when he made me, he put everything inside of me that I would need to accomplish that thing. And it's the same in your life. God created you specifically to be effective, to accomplish his plans and his designs. And he gave you everything that you would need. He gave you your personality. He gave you talents and abilities, a spiritual giftings. He brought relationships into your life. Some you have a spouse in your life that he brought alongside you to help you to be effective. Those of you who are single, he's brought friends and other people. He brought you into a church family so that you could be effective in what he's called you to. This is why I say the way you are made will help to reveal your destiny. So if you've been agonizing, thinking, maybe like, Oh, my life is in counting. I just don't know what's going on. I just don't know my purpose. Then listen, it's time to discover your purpose. And I know I've been in that place where, God, I know you have more for me, but what is it? What is it? Like, this is one of the things that we love to do as a church. Like, we want to help you to discover and develop 
all that God has put inside of you so that you can know and live out your purpose. Here at Victory, the way that we do that is through what's called next steps. Maybe you're wondering, what am I called to do? Like, I have spiritual gifts. I, I don't know what they are. How, how do I develop what God has given me? Or what do I do with these talents that he, he's given me? I, like, sometimes we have talents but know where to use them. Listen, consider this your personal invitation to the development process of all that God has put inside you. Would you do me a favor? Just just get out your phone right now and text the word Victory Next Steps to 94000. Listen, it is the joy of my life to be able to walk with you in this journey of faith that God has for your life and begin to discover and develop what God has specifically created you for. Jeremiah 29:11 says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord. Now there it is. God has a plan for our lives. And notice, it's his plans are not contingent upon success or failure. It's not hinging on how is our bank account big enough? Did we, you know, no no no. It's it's just plain and simple. God has a plan for your life. So what are the plans that God has for life? He says there are plans to prosper you. Plans not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Isn't that good? God wants you to be prospering. He wants you to have abundance. He wants you to have hope. He wants you to have a good future. Man, this is such good news for us today. God's plans for us are for our good. Now, please don't hear what I'm not saying. God's plans for us are good. They're to prosper us and give us a future. But that doesn't mean nothing bad will ever happen in our lives because Man, we live in a fallen world, and if there's never resistance, how can there be growth? If there's never a battle, how can we be more than conquerors? Let's be clear. God doesn't bring bad things into our lives. We, we just read it. God brings good things into our life. He wants the best for us. Listen, life brings its worst, and sometimes we find ourselves at the bottom of a pit in a place we never hoped for, but regardless of where we find ourselves, God has a plan for us in every place and to give us hope and a future, and he's with us in the midst of us to help us bring us through it. In fact, God's purpose for our lives will outlast every season we walk through. So God's purpose, it, it remains the same regardless of what we're going through, regardless of the positions that we hold, regardless of our relationship status. There's been so much said and written about purpose. What is the purpose of our lives? To put it plainly, before we know Jesus personally, our purpose in life is to know Christ. Nothing else matters without knowing Jesus on a personal level. But once we know him, our purpose shifts to ultimately bringing glory to God by making a difference in the lives of other people. Let's look at it how Jesus put it in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that could not be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Ever heard that song? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Come on, don't hide your light. No, we need to let our light shine. Let your light shine in your marriage. 
Let it shine in your relationships. Let it shine with your friendships. Let it shine at your work and in your church and in your neighborhood. Why? It's, it's right there in that verse when he says, so that. It's, it's God's motivation on why we would be involved in letting our light shine and making a difference in this world. He says, if you'll let your light shine, if, if we won't hide our faith and let it be private, what happens is that people, the world, they will see the light in us. And he says, then they will bring glory to our heavenly father. In other words, they will be drawn to God because of the light that shines from inside of us. At Victory, we say it this way, and we believe it with all our hearts. The church does not exist for us. Why? We are the church and we exist for the world. We exist to bring the light where the light is dim. So our purpose is to bring glory to God in whatever season we're in by letting our light shine and making a difference in this world. Our purpose isn't tied to a, a location or a vocation or a job or a status, whether you're a teacher at a school or a barista or a janitor or you're in between jobs or whether you're married or divorced or single, your purpose remains the same to bring glory to God and make a difference in the lives of people. We have purpose in every season of our lives. So if you're working as a barista, every salted caramel latte is an opportunity to share the love of God. Every coworker that is in my life is an opportunity to share the healing power of Jesus. There's anointing on every handshake I give. Stay at home moms, you can bring glory to God by raising up a generation. Students, you can make a huge difference in your school by letting the light and the power of God flow out of you. If you're single, you can bring glory to God in how you live. If you're married, together you can serve God better. If you have breath in your lungs, come on, you can bring glory to God and make a difference in the life of someone else. Sometimes people think they're like, uh, I've just got this job at this secular company and it has nothing to do with God. Listen, God wants you to make a difference in every arena of life and impact culture in any way we can. See, that's the thing about light. Light accomplishes its purpose best in the dark. The light can still be on and be in a bright room and it can still be doing its same thing, but if you put a light in a dark room, Man, now that light begins to accomplish its purpose and everything around that light is affected by it. So maybe you're in that place right now and you're like, God, get me out of this place. It's so dark. Everything's so bad. And meanwhile, God has brought you to that place to be the light in the darkness. Maybe there's someone you don't even realize and they're crying out, God, if you're real, God, if you really love me, send somebody, send somebody to show me. And then God sends you and you come walking into the room. You're the light in the darkness. Now that doesn't mean there's times when God says, hey, we need to move on from that place. We can, we're not going to associate in there because he does, but that's a different message. We're talking about keys to living to make a difference. Number one, ask God to reveal his will to you. Number two, discover your design. Here's the last one today. Start with some current opportunities. Can I tell you? There are opportunities around you all the time to make a difference in someone else's life. There are opportunities at home, opportunities with your spouse. There are opportunities with your kids to make a difference in their lives. There's opportunities at work. There's opportunities even here at Victory in the church to make a difference. I would say the opportunities around us to start making a difference are much more available than you might realize. 
The challenge for a lot of people is that they want to wait to do anything until they can be at the level they've spelled out and dreamed about in their mind. If I can't be there doing that thing, the thing that I love and doing it my own way, then I'm just going to wait until I can get there. But I've just found more times than not that that kind of attitude only helps us to miss the opportunities available now. If you want to get to that destination one day where you're able to serve in that capacity, like doing the thing you love and all that kind of stuff, then start today doing what's available. What are the current opportunities I have? It might not be that thing, but if I'll do the opportunities now that are available, it will lead me to that place to do that thing. Proverbs 18, 16 says, your gifts will make room for you. That just means if I'll start serving and make a difference in the life of someone today, impacting others, it will open doors for me that will lead me the direction I want to go. So what are the opportunities in front of you right now. What are you willing to do right now to get to the place you want to be? You know, just just so you can't say I didn't tell you, listen, opportunities always look like serving someone else. Yeah, let me say that one more time. Opportunities always look like serving someone else. And can I just tell you, if you're too big to serve someone else, then you're too small to lead. Now here at Victory, There are many ways for you to get involved and start making a difference today, serving in the lives of people here in Orlando and around the world. Man, maybe you have it on your heart. You want to be part of raising up a generation of kids or youth. Like, man, it's time for some leaders to rise up and say, hey, I can be a part. I can show up each week. We need you, some spiritual mothers and fathers who can just show up and say uh, and be there in the life of kids. Maybe you have it on your heart to reach more young adults, college-age kids. We'll take some leaders coming together to reach it. We have one of the greatest opportunities here in Orlando at UCF. You maybe you 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 know you want to be part through technology through church online reaching people all around the country and all around the world or maybe through television broadcasts you you have some abilities in tech or you're interested in learning about video editing and all those kinds of things maybe you're just really friendly and you're like why did God make me so friendly and you can sit and, and chat with people and host online services and pray with people maybe you have the the in your heart you want to be part of feeding people or, or doing outreach through the hope truck. Man, it takes people who will be committed to show up on a Saturday. It takes people like who can be a hope truck captain, who can say, I can lead this team and go out. It takes people who have warehouse space, you know, people who can pray and agree with us for more capacity to, to give more food. Maybe you have it on your home, like you want to be involved in international missions. You want to help with the rescue homes or building water wells or building more churches in Africa. Man, it takes people with a resource. It takes people with buildings. It takes people who will come together and pray with us and agree with us. Man, there's so many opportunities that are in front of us right now if we're willing to do what's the opportunity now that will lead us to the thing that God has put in our heart. Man, this is how the vision of God's church moves forward. Now, I know at Victory, we just made the decision to move forward at the speed of the resources we have in the involvement of the people in the church. Our vision is set. We exist to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus and connect them to their purpose. We know the direction we want to go, and we know what's in front of us, what we want to accomplish. But the timing and the speed at which it takes to achieve all that is determined by all of us, by our resources and by how involved people are to do it. So our motivation is not just to do more or to have more people involved. Listen, 
the motivation for us to achieve the vision that God has given us as a church, the motivation for each of us in our marriages, in our lives to do what God has called us to do, to use our God-given abilities and our gifts, is to make a difference in the lives of people, to bring glory to Him. And when we're making a difference in the lives of people, not only does it spread the gospel of Jesus, but man, when our lives are not focused solely on ourselves, but on others, it actually helps us more than it does other people. Let me show you in the book of Isaiah, chapter 58. Isaiah is quickly becoming one of my favorite books of the Bible. Isaiah is writing and God is speaking through him and he says, if you, like, it's like God is saying, like, if my people, they might not, but if, if my people, if you will spend yourselves, on behalf of the hungry. In other words, I know you need food. I know you need things in your own lives, but if you'll take what you have in your hand and help somebody else with it, if you'll spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and, and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, catch this next part. Like if we'll live that way, satisfying needs around us and helping others, it doesn't just help them. God says, then, your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He'll satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. You'll never be without. He will strengthen your frame. Come on, I wish somebody would grab a hold of this promise from God right here. Do you need strength in your body? Do you need provision when everything is dried up? God is telling us how right here to receive healing in your bones. Maybe your arthritis or, or there's been bone marrow disease. Listen, the word of the Lord is he will strengthen your frame. He says, when everything else is dried up and sun scorched, you will have provision. You will have light in the darkness. When we get out of the place of focus on our issues, everything is a problem and all we just got to take care of our needs and get out of that place and start to be a source of solutions and help and provision and bringing hope to someone else, God is saying it will cause you to experience the in abundance, the very strength and help that you need in your life. He says, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. So while we're watering others, it in fact causes us to be watered, right? We can never exhaust our potential by someone helping someone else reach theirs. Man, it's a biblical principle all throughout the scripture. We just need to remind ourselves of it sometimes that even when we have a need, we're going to be those to be faithful, to bring hope and meet the need of others. And God is just saying, when you do that, I'm actually going to turn it around. You thought you were watering and helping somebody else, but I'm just going to bless your socks off. Come on, what if we just applied this principle to every area of our lives, our relationships, our marriages, our jobs, like so many people waiting for somebody else to change or to do the thing or whatever else, but what if we just began to be the one to satisfy the need? Come on, let's let's get up to our feet wherever you are today. Let's just begin to pray. Lord, I thank you that you're moving right now on the inside of us, that you created us not to just consume and, and focus everything on ourselves, but God, you created us perfectly and wonderfully to, to be those who can make a difference in the life of somebody else. So God, I pray right now that you begin to stir us up. Man, if this is you today, you recognize, man, so much of your life has been about you and focused on you. Listen, it's time for us to do the words of Jesus when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added unto you. Listen, Jesus was all about people, loving people, healing people, helping people. Man, so Lord, I thank you right now as we make decisions, Lord God, 
to get out of ourselves, to be those who are all about making a difference in the lives of other people. Lord, I thank you that you begin to restore, you begin to renew in us. Lord God, I pray for marriages right now, those that have been just married, trying to just stay together for kids, trying to do the things that are common. I just got to have the American dream and all those things. Lord, I thank you that today is a day of purpose where we begin to discover why is it that you brought us together? Why are we married? What is it that we're called to do? How can we make a difference? I pray for those who are single, Lord God, that this realization that they don't need to wait for some magical relational status or, or a period of their life to begin to make a difference. We can begin to make a difference today. So Lord God, I pray there would be revelation, fresh vision, Lord God, that we would begin to understand what your will is in our lives, Lord God. And I give you thanks. I give you praise. I thank you, Lord, as we take bold steps today. Those that are going to get on track to begin to discover who they are and what you've created them and what you put inside of them. Lord God, I pray that you do something amazing through their lives, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, you would receive glory through all that we do. As we continue in this moment of prayer together, maybe you feel far from God today. You know there's just, there's a gap. There's a distance between you and God. You know he's out there. You might even know that he loves you, but you just feel so far from him. This is the good news of why Jesus came. Scripture says Jesus came to destroy the barrier, to be the bridge between us and God. And it's such good news because truthfully, we could never bridge this gap, destroy this barrier on our own. We needed help. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He stepped in and he said, anyone who wants to be the bridge, I'll be the bridge. I'll remove the barrier. I'll take care of it. All he asks is that we give our lives fully to him. So the choice is yours today. You can keep the distance. You can try to keep figuring it out on your own, struggling, winding up empty, or you can allow Jesus in one moment to come in and be the bridge and put your faith in him and come into the family of God. Maybe you're here today, you're a Christian, but you're just far from God and you need to renew your commitment to him today just to give your life fully to God. Wherever you are, if you need to say, Pastor, that's me, pray for me. I need to give Jesus my life for the first time or I need to just come back to God. I need a bridge from where I am to God and I need Jesus. I wanna be in the family of God. This is your moment. You can click right now to raise your hand in the chat, or you can simply type the name Jesus in the comments. Wherever you are, can we pray out loud all together so no one is praying alone? Would you repeat after me? Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Create in me a new heart. I believe that Jesus is my Savior, and He is Lord of my life. I give you my life fully. Thank you for filling me with your spirit so I could live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, come on, all of heaven is throwing a party right now. We're rejoicing with you. You are now a son. You are a daughter of God. So let me say welcome to the family. And I would love to have the privilege just to pray with you, encourage you in your faith. Would you send me an email? info at victoryorlando.com or you can connect right now with someone on the pl whatever platform you're walking, watching. Send a direct message right there. Church, I love you so much and I can't wait to see you again next week right here at Church Online.